Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. All right, Todd. Yes, sir. Hi. How you doing? Good. How yeah. are you? Taking care of yourself? Trying. Good. Trying to take care of myself with habits. So this is one of my favorite topics that we're going to yeah. talk about today. The idea of mental health habits. Mm. Um, so uh, that's kind of the, the broad category. But I thought the way we we frame it is what are the, we can each kind of talk a little bit about the specific habits that we have that we find helpful for our mental health. Okay. So it doesn't have to be necessarily, um, the, it, it can be anything. It's just any habit in our life that we feel like really supports our mental health and well-being. Um, because I, I just think this, this general topic of mental health habits is really underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, so people talk about mental health problems, right? And like, how do I fix my mental health problem? Um, and, but I think that, and there's a place for that, but the, I think the, in some ways the more important question is what are the habits in your life that, um, either that led to these issues or the non-existent ones that might have prevented them in the first place? Prevented the habits from... Prevented various struggles oh. in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. I think we just, we often discount the role of habits in our life. Um, I'm not saying that's the only part of, of mental health and mental health struggles, but I think... Um, yeah, habit, our habits are really important. It could be our physical habits, our mental habits. Our, right. Um, and so I, more and more, I just think that's an important um, layer of life to really look at if you want to understand mental health and, and improve it. Yeah, well, I mean, even if you just think of the term habit, I mean, this is something you're going to be doing over and over and over again. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. if it's healthy or um, harmful, you're going to be doing it's it a lot. Big effects. So yes, it, it will probably have a pretty good impact on mm-hmm. your life. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go. I've got three that I want to talk about. So maybe we can just kind of go back and forth. Okay. <laughs> How many do you have? 90. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more than three, but we'll go back and forth. Okay. So yeah. go for it. What's your, what's your first one? Um, well first, I mean, I mean, as we've kind of mentioned, these are habits, these are things you do a lot. And for some reason, just, having routines or habits helps me a lot. Mm. I like the idea of just um, planning on and completing things that in an order where I like that, you know? Yeah. So being a creature of habit. Yeah. Having regular routines. This is a, this is a meta habit. You're starting off high level here. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the idea of having routines. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you have more routines than the average person? No. Well, I don't know. I don't, I've never really thought about that. Mm Mm-hmm. I How would someone know if they n- need more routine in their life? I don't know. Like what would be some indicators that you could benefit from just more routine generally? Because that's sort of what you're saying is that routine routine itself really helps you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if you didn't have an, enough. I, I wouldn't even know how to. I mean, that'd be a good question, though. Mm-hmm. Like, is there is there a because I, I imagine that's different for everyone. Some people probably love routines. Some people mm-hmm. not so much. But whether you, what you're kind of saying, I think, is that whether you, whether you like it or not, is sort of independent of whether it, you're saying it's it's at least for you it's helpful for me, generally. Yeah, for me it is. Yeah. Do you think that's? Do you think everybody benefits from some amount of? I mean, of course, everyone has to have some routine. Sure, some structure, some routine. But but would you say like in general, do you think 
people could benefit more from routine, from thinking about adding more routine to their life? Or maybe not. Maybe people need less routine. Yeah, I think some people, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I, mean, I haven't thought about this kind of criteria before. That's an interesting question, though. Hmm. Like, I think about what comes to mind is people who struggle with, I have several clients who struggle a lot with being um, chronically sort of disorganized and late to a lot of things all the time. Uh-huh. Like, they're very, very busy and active and, and kind of all over the place. For, and there's a lot of perks that come out of that, but there's a lot of inefficiency. It, it, it tends to lead to a lot of conflict with other people. Um, and I, you wonder if some routine might kind of both streamline and kind of calm. Um, or, or you could even argue that they have the wrong type of routine. Maybe their disorganization is a routine of yeah, sorts, maybe. but not a functional one, mm-hmm. right? Like, Maybe they get up and do the same kind of routine every morning, but it's just not functional and, and they're late everywhere, mm-hmm. right? So it's a dysfunctional routine. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I try to not think to be too judgy about this, but I feel like there are certain routines. Like I'm, I'm a little baffled by people who don't go grocery shopping regularly. <laughs> like food is so important, right? I go, I go every day. That's part of my routine. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Interesting. Every day. We, that's, it, it, Kat and I have the opposite. We, we do like a big one every week. Yeah. Every once in a while, we'll pick up little stuff here and there. But like, it's like a big thing. We like decide on what meals we're going to have. We go grocery shopping. And yeah. we like, but every single week we do groceries. Yeah. But it, it's, it's stressful to me just thinking about how I would manage like eat, eating at all, much less like eating healthily if I didn't have that routine in place. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how... It would be hard to me. It, it seems like it would be very stressful. Um, and it seems like one of those things that is would be kind of like universally helpful if you had some routine for regularly getting good food into your life. Sure, sure. Or, or like sleep. It's yeah. hard to imagine how you can have healthy sleep if you don't have routines if it's not a routine. around your yeah. sleep. No, I agree with that. Um, and I, I would agree with, I think a lot of those things, If you know, the great thing about routines is that usually you have them because they do work for you in some way, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you and your wife grocery shop every week because it works for you and it, 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 there's a benefit to it yeah. that you're able to kind of capitalize mm-hmm. on. Um, yeah, but people usually develop a routine around something they enjoy or, or, or something. But I think a lot of routines are just habit that I think a lot of people have routines that they've never really given thought to. Like inherited routines, yeah, sort of and they like, don't maybe they don't even look at it as a routine, but they're doing the same things over and over, mm-hmm. and sometimes healthy, sometimes not. Yeah, but, um, I think people have a lot of routines. Mm. I think, okay, I think people probably have more routines than they're aware of. So maybe your point is just more about kind of examining the role of routine in your life generally. Who yeah. knows whether it's too much or too little or good or bad, but but and it's worth like thinking about that idea or, or what you're doing routinely, mm-hmm. habitually that you're maybe isn't is working, isn't working. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I, I have a, I have a daughter who's chronically late, and she does have a routine. It just mm. doesn't work, mm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for the right, I'm not saying lateness is a function of sure, not sure, having sure, routines, sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. okay. So my first one is I almost hesitated to put this one because it seems almost kind of cliche these days, but um, okay. I do mindfulness meditation almost every day. Really? Certainly every weekday um, and sometimes on the weekends too. And I, I love it. I, I find it so incredibly helpful for myself. Um, and I, it's hard to think of a single habit that when I work professionally with people, if they do it, start to do it regularly, 
that has bigger positive effects. Like to me, that is almost the single best thing anyone can do for at least the types of mental health issues I work with people on, but then also just for kind of life generally. Mm -hmm. So I want to point out one, I think kind of let, so mindfulness is like, you you can start Google mindfulness and you're going to find like a bazillion benefits that people claim from, from doing mindfulness regularly. And it's true. There is like research showing a lot of different benefits of my, from like lowering your blood pressure to decreasing anxiety to, you know, chronic pain. You know, there's just a million benefits to it. Sure. Um, but the way I, I like to describe it is that it, it helps me to be, um, aware of my own inner processes, my own thoughts and emotions and like tendencies, like instincts. And to me, that's, that's really important because if you're not aware of that stuff, they tend to impact you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds obvious, right? Um, but you can, you can only modify or change stuff that you're aware of first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So in mindfulness, like the, the practice is just very regularly, you just you keep your attention on something physical like the sensation of breathing, right? right? And then you inevitably, you get distracted by, you know, you, you're thinking about what you need to get to the grocery store, right? Or you're worried about some email you need to send to your boss or you feel a little itch on your leg or just all sorts of things come up into your attention, into your awareness and your attention gets shifted. And the, the, the twofold skill of recognizing when your attention has been drawn onto something else like, oh, I'm not on the thing I was focusing on before. Right. And then shifting your attention back to the task at hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, like, those twin mental muscles are so important, I feel like, in so many contexts, mm-hmm. right? So take just work. Say you're writing a report at work, right? And your phone, like, a little notification. You're, you're in a flow. You're going. You're working well. And then a notification, notification goes off. You feel your mind shift and want to see what that person said in that text. Right. But if you break off and reply to this text and then read this other email and you're going to break your flow. Right. Mm -hmm. And it might be hard to get back into it. So can you notice your attention swinging over there? Go, you know what? I'll get to that in five minutes after I finish this and go back to Mm -hmm. like, that's a super valuable um, muscle, mental muscle. Or for on a more mental health side, say you find yourself worrying unnecessarily. Right. And you feel kind of stuck in worry can you recognize that mental habit of worrying about something unproductive and then shift your attention to something else? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that's, it's like the mental muscle, you know, being able to regulate your attention well. And that to me, that's the, mindfulness is the most efficient way to work out that muscle. I think you're right. I think unfortunately we all kind of, um, this isn't really taught to us. You know, no. and, and we're we're kind of drug around by our minds anywhere they want to go. Mm-hmm. Usually throughout the day, and we kind of we kind of think we're the author of that journey, right? But, but really, we're just kind of keeping up with our little brains. Yeah, and uh, it, it's it's supremely valuable to discover. Oh, I'm kind of I can have some control here. Yeah, and and exercising that control is actually a really healthy skill to have. In times of stress, in times of anxiety, in times yes. of always being able to focus your attention where it will have the biggest significant impact for you mm-hmm. is is a great skill to have. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people are just so distracted by it. lots of things that are just not that important and then they miss the things that are mm-hmm. important. Yeah, because yeah. because of that skill maybe isn't isn't there or isn't developed. developed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um 
you know, I, <laughs> some of a lot of my routines are purely for my benefit. They're just enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, that I just, and one that I've really started doing in the last few months is after, um, after a, a gym workout, I, my gym has a sauna mm. and there's no one ever in that sauna mm. for some reason, but sitting there, that's my mindfulness space right there. Usually I'll go in the sauna and it's just so relaxing. Mm. It's just the most relaxing, um, part of my day. Right? And I love it, you know? And, and, uh, yeah, it's one thing I do just for me, mm-hmm. which is, it's just like a mental health kind of refresher for me only. I don't do it for anybody else's benefit at all. It's not anything except for I enjoy it. Yeah. It feels good. Period. And on the days I don't do that, it's just, you feel it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. dang, I really wish I could have done that. That, okay. So this, I think this is a really important, it's a subtle, but really important point, I think, mm-hmm. which is I talk to my clients a lot about the concept of what I call deliberate relaxation. Sure. I think most of us, we think of relaxation as like, it's those times during the day when we finally stop having to do our work or the, the kids finally go to bed. There just happens like, to be some downtime. Fine, like, yeah, the stress is done. Right. Therefore, I'm relaxing which is not at all true. Like that is so, I mean, every once in a while that happens to be the case. You genuinely are doing something relaxing as a result of something else ending. Mm -hmm. But we, I think we really need to shift our mindset around relaxation from the opposite, from just like not being stressed. Mm -hmm. Like not being stressed does not equal relaxation. Right, right. (laughs) Genuine, deep, enjoyable relaxation. So thinking about, this is something we have to think about deliberately and, and be, and conscientiously make into a routine and build it into our lives. Mm-hmm. You can't just, you know, hope that relaxation comes along at the end of the workday. Right. You know, so the, I, again, I, I, I really like that, that idea of, but this is something you've deliberately decided to do and built into your routine. Yeah. Even to the, even to the point where, you know, I, I might go to the gym a little earlier in the morning just so I make sure, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's that important that I figure, you know, I've really got to make sure that, make sure that happens by scheduling time or, Whatever it is, it's just something I really, really enjoy and, and helps me relax yeah. quite a bit. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Okay, another one I have, um, and this one, again, it might seem a little weird, but I'm going to say hobbies. Okay. <laughs> so I have several hobbies that I actively cultivate as and really kind of habits, like what we're doing now, podcasting, right? Right. So every week or just about every week, right, we get together and we record a podcast. Right. Right. Um. It's something I look forward to. It's enjoyable, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also it's interesting, right? It's it's got some it's got some busy work associated with it. It's got some kind of technical stuff, but generally it's just something I really look forward to and something I think a lot about and um, yeah, some and something that's just kind of enjoyable and fun, right? Right now, okay, so that's a habit that supports mental health. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in, in addition to just adding more genuine enjoyment to my life. I think a, a subtle but really important, two really important benefits of, and not all hobbies maybe have these two, but for, for me, a lot of the hobbies I have have this component, which is the first is they involve community, like connection with other people, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, you can do stamp collecting in the basement or something, but a, a lot of hobbies have the benefit of connecting you in a more than just superficial way with other people. right? And I think that's, Again, that seems like an obvious thing, but I think more and more in modern life, that can't just be something we assume will happen. It has to be something we really go out of our way to build into 
our lives. Mm-hmm. And so I think hobbies are a way to sort of get two birds with one stone. You know, you get an activity that's interesting, but then you also end up getting meaningful interaction. Even if it's that, you know, after you work out with your workout buddy, you, you know, you grab a beer or a smoothie (laughs) afterwards, you know, like, and you end up forming a deeper relationship as a result of that. Um, so that, that's the first big benefit. The other one is I think having genuine hobbies and I'm not talking about like, well, yeah, I really like to watch Netflix or yeah, I like to read or, you know, I like to, you know, whatever it is, there's a a genuine hobby, something you really enjoy and and are passionate about to some degree. It, this is going to sound a little strange, I think, but it gives you something to think about in odd times throughout the day. And it, it provides a kind of competing positive gravity against things like worry or rumination or a lot of other unhelpful mental habits Mm -hmm. that people tend to get stuck in. So as someone who treats anxiety, what I hear from a lot of people is like, well, yeah, I was in the car and I was just really worried about something. And I, I tried, like we talked about to kind of shift my attention to something else. But when I paid attention to like the color of the clouds or like the song on the radio, whoop, my attention just went right back to that thing I'm worried right, about. Right. Which isn't totally surprising because I mean, clouds are interesting, but not they're gonna, not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm grab your attention. Yeah. For a while. But if you have things in mind that you're passionate, you know, if you, if I've got this topic for the podcast this week that I'm really kind of excited about and thinking about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a much more viable alternative to some worry, some unhelpful worry. A more attractive thought process. Yeah. Than, yeah. And so I think it, it's a generator for more helpful, enjoyable kind of mental activity, mm-hmm. which can be a really powerful competing force against those unhelpful mental patterns. I, I agree. That's awesome. That's good to point out. I, you know, I, as we talk about this, it's funny, but I mean, if you're going to start a habit to improve your mental health, it, it just will be something you plan for. You know, I mean, especially when you begin a habit, Mm -hmm. usually uh, this will be something you have to deliberately kind of do in the beginning, right? It's just not going to feel totally natural or normal. It it does require a little bit of oomph to get going, but hopefully Mm -hmm. once it does, it it has the momentum to kind of carry itself forward. Yeah. And hopefully it's, it's enjoyable enough at the beginning that the intrinsic enjoyment carries you through those difficulties of establishing the habit, which is just always hard, no matter what the habit is or almost always. So if you get, picking something that has enough intrinsic enjoyment, I think is really key, right? Yeah. To helping you get through that tough before the habit actually gets established. Well, and you're, you're probably just a lot less likely to keep a habit that you don't really enjoy all that much, yeah. right? Like that's probably just not going to happen. Right. Um, um, knowing, uh, knowing myself, um, I've kind of discovered one of my habits is just spending time with my friends. Hmm. Um, I really try to plan for that a lot. I really try to make sure that happens because I just enjoy it so much and I get so much out of it, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and, and it supplies a ton of, of benefits, I think. I mean, you just get to enjoy yourself and laugh and have a good time and, and you're with people that know you pretty well. I mean, it's a really safe environment, um, but it's also a really interesting time to hear different point of views. Hmm. to um, share experiences in your life, get a little feedback. It's, it's just a really good thing, I think, to, to kind of regularly plan for time with your mm-hmm. social support network in some way. Um, I was, I'm going to ask, why do you think that's hard? I think for a lot of people that's hard. <laughs> and for some people, they just don't have many connections. I think, um, I think it's hard for the same reason all habits are hard. <laughs> it's, it's so easy to prioritize things above them that seems so important 
Yeah. But actually aren't. But it, it's hard to take time to go hang out with your friends when you've got projects at home to do. Right. When you've got kids at baseball games. When you've got groceries to get. Mm-hmm. When you've got reports to write. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's hard to kind of justify, I think, in our minds doing something leisure and fun uh, when we have work to do. This seems like the, a great example of that distinction you heard between things that are urgent versus things that are important, <laughs> yeah. right? So like life is full of a lot of things that are important to a degree, but very urgent, right? Right. Um, and it's really easy for things that are important, but not urgent to constantly get mm-hmm. put on the back burner. Yeah. And ironically, these are some of the things that are the, mo- I mean, most of us in our moments of real reflection would say, what's more important than spending time with people you really care yeah. about and love? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> right. And yet, well, because yeah. we have some, you know, stupid report to write, we're going to like not hang out with people. Entering the receipts for my last business trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but it's interesting that both for the, all these habits so far, they're, they're all things that are like, uh, or most of them anyway, a lot of them are kind of like regular things that I, I assume a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you know, I do want to do that. Like I should be doing that more. Like that does sound like something that would be not just a, a have to do, but something that actually sounds enjoyable and yeah. like I miss doing. Yeah. Or, well, or I want to do more of. But those are the things that kind of um, keep your mental health kind of running smooth, right? That the, the joy of life, the, the, the things that have meaning in them and, and for you intrinsically and, mm-hmm. and are are just enjoyable in and of themselves to you. Like, yeah. I yeah, think, it's just so ironic that we, it's so easy to give those things up and, and, to deprioritize yeah, them. Yeah, in, in favor of the weirdest thing. <laughs> right, I got to clean my car. Right. I got you're like, what? What are you talking about? What is that? What's the psychology of that? Because we, we all do that. I, I definitely do that, that kind of thing. I think it's like this weird productivity trap we're all kind of enticed into, you know, in this culture where... Um, like we feel uncomfortable if we're not being productive? Like we, we get like... Or that, yeah, or that, or, or that we're, we're selfish if we want to hang out with our friends and mm. not, you know do some task that we were assigned, you know, or that we're lazy. Mm-hmm. I think, I think there's a lot of judgment involved when we're picking or we're selecting, you know, the, the urgent things rather than the important things. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's my guess. I don't, yeah, that's my guess. It's a hypothesis. Nick. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another one I've got, uh, this one's another kind of cliche one, but super important for me. Um, exercise, just regular exercise. I know boring, <laughs> But I'm telling you, like this, and I've seen this both myself, but also um, with clients I know who who really are able to start establishing a really regular exercise habit. Um, the the mental health benefits are enormous for this. I feel like so unbelievable. It, yeah, yeah. So here's a, a few like practical examples of like benefits of regular exercise. And interestingly, these are things I I often don't really notice them until I stop exercising and then they hit me over the head like a ton of bricks. (laughs) Like I realize how bad it feels to not be exercising. Uh Um, And I think that's part of the challenge actually um, with some of this kind of stuff is that you don't really, you don't feel the benefit as much until it's it's gone. Mm. But so for instance, um, with exercise, especially when I exercise in the morning, alertness, like I am just way more alert and able to focus better when I've exercised. That is the mm-hmm. first thing I notice when I go for a sustained period of time without exercising. It's just, I feel kind of sluggish and lethargic and th- a little more distractible and like, it's just harder to stay kind of on task and like aware yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, 
So that's, that's a big part of it. Um, the other one is <laughs> the technical term psychologists would use this, use the term inhibitory control, <laughs> <laughs> which basically just means kind of impulse control or, or keeping your behavior lined up with what's really important to you rather than what feels good in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it could be something like, well, it could be something like distraction, right? Like you, you see some interesting email pop up and you break off from your work and then an hour later you realize you've been down a rabbit hole online. And, mm-hmm. um, but it could also be something like, like I get in an argument with my wife, right? And I start to feel defensive. My capacity to like notice that and act in a way that's actually helpful instead of just impulsively trying to make myself feel better. Yeah. That's inhibitory control. That's like being able to regulate using your frontal lobes to regulate the emotional part of your brain, which is so, I mean, it just comes up everywhere in life. But I, I feel like that ability, it's way easier for me to do that if I'm exercising regularly. I've got a theory about why. Okay, go for it. <laughs> exercising uh, produces a lot of aversive signals from your body yeah right doesn't feel good doesn't feel good necessarily yeah and so there's this this part of your brain that's saying let's let's go ahead and stop let's ease up (laughs) here and then you get to exercise some mindfulness control and say no we're gonna keep going i don't care how you feel Mm. we're gonna keep pushing here yep and and i uh, this is on my list as well but i think that's why i exercise i love those moments where there's part of my brain that's just like. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I love those moments where you, uh, where you're, where part of you is screaming, we got to stop. And you just push through that. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps me do the same thing. It's, the, it's those moments where you're like, I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. And, and you already are like, mm, I do stuff I don't feel like doing all the time. Mm. And I'm actually pretty good at it. So watch this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, have you ever have you ever had a workout that you weren't glad you did afterwards? Never. I, I mean, it's it's for me, it's like a 50-50 whether I actually want to exercise never. in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. But I have literally never walked away from an exercise thinking like, yeah, I really regret having exercise today. And, and it's a weird thing because usually just getting to the gym, you're, you're in there. You're, right. You're, you're going to go. Yeah, you that's know? the hard part. Just yeah, it, like it really getting is. off the couch is the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're moving, like, you're yeah. good. So I really think exercise is like this interesting experimental um, ground for breaking that mood congruent behavior kind of trap. Like I, 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 I do can't what do I something unless yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's sort of the the flip side of, or not the flip side, but related to the another benefit for me of exercise is it it really gives me like a sense of accomplishment and confidence and self-efficacy because you know like you can I, push yeah, through I can do discomfort. hard things and like I yeah. can, it makes me feel good and yeah. you know over time it has it has results like yeah it's just a, it, it gives me it's like a sense of pride and it's good for you and yeah. It's, yeah, and, yeah, yeah and it has a million other benefits. a million yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah usually if I have anybody with depression the first thing is like where are you are you exercising mm-hmm. how much and then how do we increase yeah. that because that's usually a pretty and I think importantly exercise doesn't have to be running wind sprints you know, or, you know, it can be like just going for a walk on your lunch hour. Right. Or I actually don't notice a whole lot of difference between if I'm, you know, running intervals, like on the treadmill at super fast speeds for 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. or if I'm go for a walk for 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. like 
both seemed, and I think the research kind of suggests that, like it's not so much, you get most of the benefit from just doing something pretty Yeah, regularly. yeah, I would say whatever you're doing, just increase from there and man, you're good to go, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I think that a lot of people get hung up on the term exercise because they imagine being yeah, like drenched be, in sweat, yeah, like yeah. at the gym doing yeah. bar, you know, like, no, like it, it doesn't have to start there yeah, anyway. Have, definitely not, yeah. yeah, but it is amazing. All right, so go develop some good mental health habits. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that would be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.